Hey everybody, hopefully you are having an okay or an outstanding Monday. I have a topic for you today that uh, I want to hit that I'll jump into in a moment. Just trying to make sure I get all everything all lined up, hit my buttons correctly. So the topic for tonight is dealing with the impossible. I was thinking about this. I, I, I got an email earlier today from, uh, from a, a guy who's really struggling with just the impossibleness of this all. Hasn't seen his kids for a long time. And it got me thinking about the beginning part of this, right? When you're in, in the beginning of the fight, and when I say beginning, I, three years can still be in the beginning depending on what you're dealing with. And I think by design, what toxic narcissistic high conflict exes want is to push you to your breaking point so that you, you give up. And they have a unique ability to find all the right buttons, all the right crazy scenarios to accomplish that goal. I know we've all dealt with that. And this, unfortunately, the holiday time of year, a lot of times this stuff starts around, around this time because it's just that much more painful to try to push you to a breaking point. Now, for me, one of the things that I really struggled with was holding on to what I thought should happen but the fact that it didn't. I initially thought, you know, there will be justice in, in court. You know, the truth will set you free. Justice will be had. And I think most of us realize rather quickly that it generally doesn't go that way. And the only time maybe it goes that way is if you are so focused on what you're doing you don't make any mistakes and you basically come out guns ablazing, so to speak. And I don't think anybody generally does that. The only people who generally do that are the toxic people who've been methodically, methodically planning this exit strategy from the beginning. And in the scenario that I was reading earlier today, it felt it followed the normal playbook for these disasters. Meaning, starts out with the whole, you know, things aren't working out. I need to take a break. I'm going to go out of state to stay with my parents. Typically, what happens in those scenarios, and if you're in the beginning stages of this and anything sounds familiar, you need to not allow that to happen. You need to file something, unfortunately, before they leave. Because what typically will happen in those scenarios is they leave, they establish a residency in this new location, then they file, and now you're basically scrambling. And typically, the way this plays out, and I've seen this time and time again, then you immediately file. Now you have your case in state A and their case in state B 
and you have a conflict. And what's even worse is the kids are physically in the other location. So you're fighting a losing battle. And then what ends up normally happening is they come up with some type of allegation of abuse to try to facilitate their case. Now, this didn't happen in my scenario. Well, (laughs) it was attempted, (laughs) but it didn't happen, right? I mean, as soon as things degraded, fortunately, I had enough, I guess, experience in these scenarios, heard enough from other people who had been victims of this strategy that I knew as soon as the marriage was falling apart, I filed because, at least in the state of California, as soon as you file, there is a temporary restraining order preventing anybody from moving, you know, spending money. Basically, you can't, you know, it's like she couldn't just get up and leave with the kids. And I understand the struggles with that because you're trying to, in the initial part of it, you don't know the war that you're fighting. Again, you're dealing with the impossible. So you're trying to save your marriage, not realizing it's over and you're playing checkers and they're playing chess and they're like nine moves ahead of you. Then the other thing that typically happens is you get caught up in this seeking justice and expecting things to happen or trying to force things into your own box, so to speak. I did have that issue. Things are supposed to be this way. This, 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 this is the way it's supposed to happen. They're not going to, you know, the court's not going to allow, you know, X, Y, Z. Then you realize that, yes, they will. You know, I kind of laugh about it right now, but I mean, it was it was incredibly traumatic, incredibly stressful. You're dealing with the impossible scenario. Everything that you've focused your energy and time on is fundamentally obliterated in a moment. Everything that you work toward that was important to you, your family, your wife, your spouse, your kids, your job, your sanity, slowly, reputation, let me add that in there, slowly gets stripped away from you. And you're left trying to just figure out what's going on. And you're trying to navigate this system, trying to and are hoping for an outcome that has some accountability to the other person, which for some crazy reason generally doesn't happen early on. It typically will happen years down the road, but it doesn't, it isn't immediate. And unfortunately these people are are masters at manipulating the court systems to prolong this nightmare all the while, you're basically reaching your breaking point. 
fundamentally, I think the issue, not the issue is, but the challenge is responding differently. What I mean is, is recognizing when you're beating your head against the wall and saying, okay, I have to do something different. And I had to do this. You know, I mean, my scenario really in, in, in comparison to, you know, like the one I was just mentioning, I mean, I, I mean, I was close to that happening. Don't get me wrong. But I had 50-50 custody. I had fundamentally the best scenario that you can accomplish in, in these nightmares. Well, let me back up. When I say best, the typically realistic. I mean, obviously the best would be for the courts to hold the other person accountable in a way that that just drives home the point that you are not going to be or they are not going to be empowered by this circus but again unfortunately that typically doesn't happen so best case scenario or the realistic scenario you know you accomplish 50 50 custody you're dealing with somebody who won't follow the court order and you're beating your head against the wall you know and and Fortunately, like in my situation, I was making mistakes with my kids, uh, not realizing that if I just maintained stability and gave them the best, calmest scenario, it would pay dividends in the long run. It's just really hard to do when you're being attacked constantly. Now, if you make some positive gains, then it makes it a little bit easier, but, but don't get me wrong. I mean, it is still incredibly tough. There were some really dark days in the early part of this. There were times where I didn't think I was going to make it through this. And that's where that responding differently, thinking differently is really critical. Because if you keep focusing on the same things, you're not going to make any progress. You're going to drive yourself farther and farther down. And this basically comes to the end point of this, which is you have to find a way to take your life back. Not give up on your life, but take it back. And, you know, if you have time with your kids, okay, fine. But even if you don't, you have to find a way to where this doesn't destroy you. Because if you don't change the way you respond to this, it will absolutely taint every part of your life. Now, it's going to taint your life. It has tainted mine. It has affected it. It has changed the trajectory of where I thought, and I'm sure where you thought you were going to go in life, what you expected to happen, the, the scenario you played out in your head. But you can't just give in to that. Now, to be clear, 
this part of this, which I think is the probably the most difficult in dealing with this, and it took me a significant amount of time. I came, if you've watched some of my older videos, you probably heard me talk about this. I came into a scenario where I'm like, oh my God, I have to change what I'm doing or this is going to kill me. And even when I reached that point, it wasn't like I had that epiphany and the next day I was able to put a plan in action and make that work. It took months. And I will also add that as I was trying to make that epiphany, I was spiraling into a pit of hell. This ultimately comes down to perseverance and you making decisions to try to pull yourself out of it. For me, what I realized I had to do is I had to stop constantly thinking and ruminating about the situation. That's really hard to do when you're constantly being reminded of the situation. Even though I had my kids, it was like every time they came over, it was like the ex was with them. They were parroting the same comments that she used to make. Every two weeks when I would get my paycheck and it would be obliterated and I'm looking going, huh, uh, I don't have money to pay the light bill, the electric bill. Or it's like, how am I going to put food on the table? How am I going to put gas in the, you know, I mean, and it was, those were really tough times because every day it's a reminder. Now, don't get me wrong. I mean, in retrospect, it was easier than, you know, if I was sitting there and all my money was gone and the kids were out of state and I never heard from them. But even in that scenario, you still have to find a way to take your life back. Do... <laughs> All right, 15 minutes into this. Do not let these motherfuckers destroy your life. At the end of the day, we can say, you know what? I'm going to let my attachment to this go, and I am going to find anything that will give me joy and, and peace in my own life. And that's what you have to do. You have to do it. And it's possible. And if you, hold on, let me pull, see if I can pull this up. If you are new to this and you go to my main YouTube channel, Dad's Surviving Divorce. If you're listening to this on Spotify, there's a channel on YouTube called Dad's Surviving Divorce where there are videos. If you scroll down on the main page, you will see a, my, a playlist called Mindset for Narcissistic Abuse Recovery. And these videos build on, on each other to help give you the skills and the knowledge to be able to deal with this and to understand what's going on. The first video, Hybrid No Contact, is whenever you do have children and you're trying to quote unquote co-parent, absolute thinking for whenever you're trying to, you're, you're going over and over again, like why is this happening? 
that's a technique to help you put this in a little box to where you understand that you're dealing with somebody who has some serious problems. And then black hole thinking, the reason that, I mean, the first three videos are super important. And black hole thinking, the importance of that video is you have to stop thinking about what's going on with the other person. You don't need to be thinking about their trip to Bermuda, you know, and when the kids come over and they say, oh, you know, this is what we did. It was so great. We did this and that, you know, and you're thinking to yourself, uh, you know, I can't even afford to, you know, bite everybody top ramen. It's, t- it's tough. It's tough, but it can be done. Hang in there. Hang in there. Do not give up and start prioritizing your own sanity, even though this feels impossible. On that, let us go to the comments and see who's hanging out with us tonight. First thing I'm going to hit is a super chat from James F. It says, I greatly appreciate all you've done in our talks. Merry Christmas, man. I finally caught a live stream. (laughs) Thank you, sir, for the super chat. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, If you want to get my attention and you are participating in the live show, uh, tag me at DSD on it. It makes it, uh, highlights it, you know, put a question. It makes it easier for me to know that you are chatting with me. So thank you so much, James. I really appreciate that. I see we got Tim Michael. He's always the first person. Thank you, sir. Uh, I do want to, let's see, remind everybody. Uh, let me see if I can get to, now I got to figure out how to get to the slides. Stand by one. Uh, if you want to get notified when I go live, you can text in the United States, DSD Live, all one word, DSD Delta, Sierra Delta, Lima, India, Victor Echo, to 844-598-0012, 844-598-0012, and that will add you onto the DSD SMS list where I can text you, bypass all the notifications from YouTube and all that kind of stuff to make sure that you know whenever we go live. All right. I tumblers, hello sir. The classic music, yes. I I know I know that's not just mine and other people use it, but I do like it and I it's one of those things I've had. Tyler, hey Tyler, glad you could make it. Uh Tim says it all started for me 10 years ago on October 4th, right? Right around the holidays. Uh, the ex sent the kids to her mom's house and dropped the bomb. By mid-December 2013, I knew the truth, but was never able to get the truth into court. Yeah, we generally get blindsided by this. You know, I mean, even in my scenario where I technically filed, it, you know, people say, well, whoever files first wins. Well, no, it's whoever has been strategically planning this for a year or more, they have everything lined up and you don't realize, or the target doesn't realize the game that's being played. iTumbler says DST going through the second round of false allegations with CPS and police. Sorry to hear that. X keeps talking, uh, sorry, X keeps 
taking child to ER behind my back to make false reports abuse, then goes to CPS, then police. It's a chain. Yeah. I mean, and that's unfortunately, that is what they do. And they are masters at taking things out of context and saying, well, I only, hold on, let me do the zoom in. I, I only am worried about the children and, and they, this, this little bump was there and it wasn't there before. So he must be doing something. Now, the reality is, is that typically, and hopefully this is your case, Tums, is it's going to blow up in her face. Now, it's still incredibly stressful and you don't know. And actually, that was the, the, the underlying theme of that email that I was mentioning earlier. That was the game that, that this person's ex was able to play, achieve a strategic advantage, and the person hasn't seen their children in three years. And they're in two different states. You know, so, I mean, it was a, a masterful move on her part. And see, the thing is, though, then you have to be careful because, you know, that that was John Mass' situation. False allegations, change of venues, move to another state. He takes three, I think it was three years to ultimately get the court to finally say, hey, wait a minute, this isn't right. We're done with this. And even with that, you know, then he didn't, he still didn't get to see his kids because his father-in-law, the convicted manslaughterer, is, uh, took him out. DSD, now she's been granted an emergency hearing on Thursday to force me to follow CPS safety plan, uh, plan supervised visitation. That's what, man, hopefully... Emergency motions, I mean, we'll have to see what happens. Hopefully what will happen is, is they will throw it out. But if the C, if CPS is saying that the allegations are founded, you're going to be dealing with a tough situation. See, and this is where, you know, I, I get torn on this because You know, they want you to give up. And there's multiple, there's multiple ways to give up. But let's just say for the sake of argument, giving up is, you know what? I'm done. I can't do this anymore. And I actually reached this point at one point where I did say this. Um, I didn't, I mean, at the time I was with Debbie. So, so it was in the last, it was early in that. It was something that the ex did. I think she, she filed for my retirement or, or something or so, something happened. And I'm like, I can't do this anymore. I just, it, it, I can't, I'm done. F it. I'm going to let her take the kids out of state and I'm just done because this is killing me. Now, fortunately I got some rest. I hit a reset and I obviously didn't do that, but that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it so miserable for you that you reach a point to where you say, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to just move on, restart my life. And sometimes that's the right call. Don't get me wrong. You know, but I mean, it, and that's going to be different from everybody, for everyone. I think that's why in the olden days, why a lot of people, why a lot of men would, you know, get divorced, 
lose the kids, get remarried, start a new family, and then the kids are dealing with the aftermath of why doesn't my dad love me? Why doesn't, you know, he's got a new family, you know, his kid, he cares about the other kids more than my kid, you know, more than me. And I think a lot of time now, sometimes it might just be that it might just be that the guy was like, you know, peace out. But I bet you there is a lot more scenarios where the ex made it so miserable, so toxic that the only decision left for that person in that particular time was to say, okay, all right, you know what? You won. It is what it is. And I'm going to pick up the pieces and try to make the most of my life. Curious what you guys think about that. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to follow the comments here. All right. <laughs> it's tough when everyone's having other conversations around what's going on to try to pick out what uh, what's what's going on. Sorry about this. Always Growing says, you helped me so much early in my separation and divorce. Well, I'm glad to have been of help. Uh, I wish, I, I really do wish we, we could all meet under better circumstances and it wasn't this topic, you know what I mean? So 11 kids haven't seen you in a while. Says, hi all and thanks for the live stream. Thank you for tuning in. I much appreciate it. The Global Vagabond says, the problem is that you're being attacked with an arsenal of weapons. Yes. And you're standing in the firing line <laughs> completely nude. At some point, you realize you're not dead yet and you start looking for options. Yeah, and that's a very dangerous, what you just mentioned, the global vagabond, is a very dangerous time, right? I think it, we get down to our lowest and that's where people um, really start looking at some pretty dark options. And I'll tell you, you know, I mean, I was, at, I was at that point multiple times, you know, and my life now is, you know, a thousand times my, what I like to say nowadays is my, my bad days now, <clears throat> excuse me, are like what my normal to good days were when I was in that scenario. And the crazy part is, is when I have discussion with my kids Oftentimes, they're reminding me or, or basically they're like, well, this happened. And I'm thinking to myself, that's exactly what I dealt with. Exactly the, the, you know, what I had to deal with. You know, these people don't change. But unfortunately for children, it's, it's, it's a lot harder because they don't want to believe that reality of one of their parents. And, and the, and they can have moments, your kids will have moments of clarity where they will clearly communicate to you that they understand what they're dealing with and that it's wrong and something is amiss. And then 15 minutes later, it'll be out of their head. And the sad reality, I would guess, because this is what 
happened with me, so it may have also happened with you, is that you, because I know I did the same thing. I can look back and there were times that I had moments of clarity, even communicated with people these the situation that I was dealing with and how I understood, you know, I could clearly identify what the issue was. And then the next day it was completely out of my head and I was back in that cognitive dissonance in under, under the fog, you know, or what is it? The, you know, the spell of the vampire to where I completely put it out of my head. Johnny says, hey, DSD, hope you had a good weekend. I did, sir. I went camping with a friend of mine. I took Friday off, drove up to his place into central California-ish. I'm trying to think of where he's, like above Fresno, for anybody who's familiar with California. And we spent two nights up in the mountains, uh, and it was outstanding. A little cold. (laughs) But what I will say and I appreciate you asking, is uh, uh, he, he's definitely a foodie. So, um, you know, if you guys watch my, my, uh, my what do you call it, my, my camping channel, my, hold on, my Dusty Roads Destination channel that, I, that I'm trying to work on my next video on, uh, I oftentimes use the, the dehydrated meals because I don't necessarily like to cook. Uh, he does like to cook, so he fed me really well. <laughs> he fed us well. It was outstanding. I had a really good trip, so it was it was good. Hopefully, I'll be able to do some more. It, just on that, that was in five years, I think, in the making. Might be six years, to be perfectly honest, that we've been talking about trying to do that. So finally made that happen. So thank you so much for asking. Uh, let's see, James posted the the phone number. So let me uh, hit the right button and go. The, the, again, the text notification number is uh, you text DSD Live to 844-598-0012. 844-598-0012, and that will add you onto the SMS notification list. So let's see. Thanks, James, for posting that in the comments. I really appreciate that. Uh, James is also a moderator, so thank you, sir, for uh, for your service. I, it's much appreciated. Uh, Jokelman asked if the phone lines were open. They are, huh? They are not, and I don't know where my phone is. Uh-oh. Uh, and I and unfortunately, I have a coaching call at seven. So, um, but. As I've been talking about, I've been working on trying to get into a normal battle battle rhythm. I'm thinking Monday, six o'clock ish is going to be my new uh, my new standard time that I'm going to try to do live streams. And then I I mean I still have all the tech and everything to do the phone calls, and I will absolutely do them uh, do them again. So I don't think I'm going to be able to do that tonight. And I'm kind of annoyed that I misplaced my phone. That was, that was a genius move on my part, but, uh, sorry about that. Jokelman says SMS service is great. Works well. Outstanding. Thank you for that feedback. It, though I did have to get it fixed because at one point they changed something. And because I hadn't 
validated my my number or something, all of them were being blocked. It's like all of a sudden, none of the messages were going through. But uh, fortunately, the service I pay was able to uh, help me figure that out and walk me through the steps to fix that. And I think if I remember correctly, they were like, hey, knucklehead, we actually sent you an email telling you that you needed to do this. I'm like, oh, I guess I missed that. So James says, over, the t- oh, oh, over time, things get better, but these people never stop trying new ways to mess with you. This is a per- prime opportunity for me to implement my new whiz-bang button. Hopefully you appreciate this. I definitely want your feedback on that. This is what you want to say to them. Go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. I, I added it into a button. It's two buttons. I have the long version and the short version. Uh, okay. If no one likes that, let me know. <laughs> Maybe I'll never press the button again. Uh, sorry about that. Tyler says, I whoops, I hit, hit the right button. Tyler says to iTumblers, my ex has tried to use, quote, emergency hearings twice now in an effort to get me on my way back. Wait a minute. In an effort to get me on my back foot and prevent me from defending myself. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a standard. It's a it's a standard strategy, and equally unfortunate is if they have not paid a consequence in court, and they feel that it's and typically it is it's safe for them to go to court because there's relatively few consequences. So to them, it's they have nothing to lose now. But I will say this that. There's a lot of stories where they play these games and then ultimately custody switches and they lose everything. So you just have to, you have to basically take this slow and just get your chess pieces lined up. All right. No, oh, actually I haven't done anything on Jokelman says, I will eventually hunt through Dwayne's videos to see what I can find on a state law. I have not. See, I'm not, a, I'm not on a lawyer, nor am I a therapist. I mean, I guess I can come back over here to uh, where we at. You know, this old slide I used to use, only a licensed professional can diagnose an individual with personality disorders. Uh, I am not. I'm trying to see if there was. Uh, oh, that's not on. If there was anything. Um, if I had mentioned that, but yeah, so I am not an attorney, nor am I a therapist. I'm basically an individual, individual, much like you who has gone through a rough experience experience. And I try to use my experience and the strategies I was able to use to help you to not, not make some of the mistakes that I made and get your life back quicker, faster, take away their ability to control your emotions. And they have a lot of arrows in their quiver to attempt that. Tim says the, the mass case bugged him. Uh, I guess technically since I'm playing sound bites that have swear words. The mass case pissed me off. I watched the trial and was floored. At least the judge gave him the max allowed by the verdict. Dude, I was... If, if you guys aren't familiar, do a search on John Mast. Uh, Dad Talk Today covered that very well. He was doing, uh, he broadcast the trial. 
I, I mean, that should, it should have been a slam dunk. Um, I know I was nervous, you know, looking at it and I'm like, I mean, it should be premeditated murder. Uh, and to get, for him to get manslaughter, whenever there was audio of him saying that he permit, you know, told the, told the cops that it was premeditated, uh, was just mind blowing. I mean, it was just, it was, that was, that was hard to fathom. Yeah. Tim, that, that the same here. I mean, I had a, when that, when that verdict came out, I, I had to take a break cause it was, that was not cool. That was not good. Ted says, no permanent solutions to a temporary problem. Absolutely. Very well put, sir. And he also said, uh, these people are con artists. Yes, they are. Tim Tim, uh, says, it took me a ton of time to get to the point of insulation. I am into extreme gray rock. She knows nothing about me and the kids say nothing to her about me. Kids say nothing to her about me. Yeah. Unfortunately, man, that's good that you were able to pull that off. I, I swear, it, my kids, it's like, it's a, you know, state secrets with what's going on with their mom. And they tell everybody what's going on with me. So, so very tough, very tough. <laughs> uh almost okay i won't i won't i won't I, I, that was too private i won't i won't share that with the with the audience james says my kid comes rarely and i've made peace with that i mean sometimes it's better for her not to be uh be a spy to mom yeah i and it's a tough one right i mean what you said there you know, I, making peace with that, and I know because he and I have talked, we've talked eh, semi-regularly. This has not been easy. It, it's tough to reconcile the emotional hurt that happens with this when your kids are used as weapons, whenever you're denied the simple experience of having, you know, an, a, a time with your child that you don't have to have your guard up and you don't have to constantly be thinking, well, what if I say the wrong thing? What if they see the wrong thing? What if somebody comes over and says, you know, hey, congratulations on your huge pay raise because you know they're going to go straight over to the other house and say something. I mean, a prime example of that, the one thing I remember asking my, 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 one of my kids not to do is I'm like, do not... The truck, the truck I got that I use on the camping channel. So don't tell your mom about it. She doesn't need to know about it. Don't say anything about it. Okay. You know, a few weeks later, we're driving someplace, you know, and it's like, mommy doesn't care that you got a new truck. She's happy for you. And I'm just like, oh, you know, shortly after that, um, you guys, some of you guys know that I'm currently being sued by my mom and I mean tech, <laughs> technically <laughs> uh, what happened right after that will ultimately help me but uh, I immediately started getting you know you, you know pay me money you owe me money 
you know, yada, yada, yada. Um, and it's like, you know, it's like, okay. And, and again, I mean, I, I did have a conversation where I said, okay, you did this. Your mom's saying she's happy for me. That's great. And now I'm paying for it because that's being shared with everybody and people are trying to punish me now. You know, and I, and I think in that scenario, if I remember correctly, it was one of those typical things. It's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to happen. And then it's like two days later, it's like, boop, out of sight, out of mind. Like it never happened. So sorry to hear that, James. Um, I, what I will say is now that my kids are all 18, I very, I, I very rarely hear from them. It's really tough. But I've made my peace with it. You know, I know that they don't hate me. Um, and I know that, you know, I mean, I, you know, it is what it is, but I'm not going to let it destroy me. I'm not going to let it destroy my life. I'm not going to sit here and be bitter and angry about it. I'm going to pick up the pieces and move on. All right. Let's see. (laughs) Tyler says, uh, I'm over. By Fresno should have thrown me an email. You know, I, I, what was crazy is, is when I drove up there, I didn't even notice I drove through Fresno. I mean, it was like, I don't know where it took me. This person's up near like the Stanislaus National Forest area, you know, Arnold, you know, that type. That's where, that's where we were. Um, so yeah, I was just like, it's like, where, where was Fresno? (laughs) It's pretty funny. Kevin says, Dwayne, how are you? I'm okay. How is the lawsuit going on with your ex? It's not my ex. It's actually my mother. So um, who has also, in the course of this, when they started it, before I was served, started sending certified letters to my work and carboning the senior leadership on the insta- or the, where I work um, and basically saying that I was a piece of crap. <laughs> you know, you can't make this crap up. You know, these people just don't stop. And you have to be very careful of your interactions with them. So thanks for asking, sir. I appreciate it. Let's see. <laughs> Tim, DSC, don't forget your dehydrated water to go with your dehydrated food. That's pretty funny. Uh, fortunately, I, I generally haven't run out of water yet. I generally have kind of like a water container and some backup. So, so that's worked out well. T Solo, my God, sir, I haven't seen you around in a, in a long time. Says hello, everyone. Hello to you. So, all right. And I'm going to have to wrap it up soon so I can get ready for my, my next appointment. And I keep getting phone calls. I don't know if you guys are hearing that. I apologize if you are. Uh, let's see. Sorry about that. Uh, anonymous 22. 81K says, uh, see, but we're not weak. As I slowly learn who is a part of it and who's not, I just accept and move on to further my growth. And that's the, man, that is, it, it's a, it's, that's key. And it's really tough to get to that point. That's huge, excuse me, huge success on your part, anonymous. Easy for me to say. Uh, wait, wait, what? 
11 Kids says text notification works well in Canada. Seriously? I was told specifically it did not work in Canada. So any other Canadians, if you could uh, clarify that with me, I would definitely appreciate it. That's why I always say, you know, United States only because they, um, now granted, I've been, I've had the service for a long time, so maybe they've expanded. So thank you so much for mentioning that 11 kids. I will have to look into that. <laughs> I was trying to, I read this from James. He says, DSD, me to her mom on daughter's uh, birthday. I think that, I think I'm to the point where you guys heard the Elon Musk uh, button that I pushed. <laughs> so I'm a little behind on the chat. So uh, apologize for that. Let's see. Ted says the moments of clarity are important. They are important, Ted. I just wish that we could hold on to them more. You know, uh, I mean, sure, it's great for me to look back and go, wow, I had all these moments of clarity. God, I had moments of clarity before I got married. I knew I, <laughs> I, knew I needed to run. The thought clearly went through my head. And even after we got married, I'm like, this is something is seriously wrong. But I just made excuses for it. I accepted it. I, I, you know, God was a bonehead. Michael says, hi, DSD, uh, Dwayne. Great to see you back. I would like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and peaceful New Year. Thank you, sir. Five years of listening to your show, and it has brought me to a happy place. All right, I got to do this. That is outstanding to hear, Michael. I appreciate you saying that, and I'm glad to hear that. And anyone who is new at this, I hope that that'll, you can take that as a, as a, as a data point that although this time may seem dark, it may seem like there is no pathway through this. I think I'm an example of it. Michael's an example of it. There's a lot of people on this channel who have made it to the other side of this in spite of everything. And, and that is making it to the other side, not with a crushing victory, not with destroying the ex, having them held accountable, having the kids all say, oh my God, you know, I want to be saved from, you know, this and, and, you know, that's not the way that it typically plays out. Sometimes it does, but oftentimes not. All right. Joel Gomez says, I want those buttons. All righty. So it looks like I'm, like I said, I'm finally getting to the parts in the chats where people are, we're hearing the, uh, the buttons. So that's cool. Yeah, Michael says, uh, to you very much, still in parental alienation. Hold on a second. Let me text the person back who keeps trying to call me uh, on a live stream. So, um, sorry about that. Says, to you very much, still in parental alienation, but getting on with life. Thanks, Dwayne. Mick from Ireland. Well, I'm really glad to hear that, man. I mean, 
and it's hard. It's, it is, it is not easy to take your life back on this. And again, it's like in spite of everything that you typically do that, you know, I mean, it's, and it's a decision that, that we, I think all individually come to, we come to a, we come to a breaking point where we have to do something different. And you can either go down the dark path. And I've seen people do this. I've seen people stay in the anger and the bitterness and that just taints every part of your life. You know, you and it's nearly impossible to eke out any joy. And conversely, what I've seen with this channel is people who are able to say, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to claw back and not allow you to ruin my life. It's hard though, because you have to basically let go of what you thought your life was going to be. You have to let go of looking at, you know, your coworkers or other people who haven't gone through this, who have their kids, who, you know, they're buying the new house, you know, their relationship and their marriage is going fine. And you're like, wow, that could have been me. Now, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I make jokes about it. You know, I mean, it, there is an effect to it, but there's, there's a difference from being angry and bitter and just kind of like, you know, moving on with it. That makes sense. Sorry about that. Oh, one other thing. One other thing. I finally, they, they have fiber. Fiber optics is in my town. So last week, last week, yeah, last week, I have fiber, glass, run to my house, two gigabit ethernet, and I have like more upload speed. Literally when I did a speed test before I started this, I got 2,314 megabits per second upload. I could upload an 8K. I could do this live stream in 8K if I don't even know if that's possible. I mean, I'm not going to do that, but but I mean it's it's uh I mean I, today is the first time I I'm doing a full 4K stream. Anyways, that was fun. I had to get a new router to do that. That part wasn't fun and I have a cable running down the hallway to the box to do it, but but uh it's hard to believe that my little podunk town has glass. That's pretty funny. I'm I'm kind of happy about that. <laughs> and I'm sure nobody cares. Hopefully, hopefully there's somebody there that understands the significance of that and goes, "Oh, wow, that's great." So, when I go to upload this this uh show to Spotify, it will probably take eh, maybe 34 seconds, I'm thinking, instead of the normal 17 minutes. James says she'll eventually come around, but till uh It'll be when she's older. Yeah, that's a, okay, guys. And that's the key, right? I mean, it's like, even through all of this, it's how do you keep the door open? If you can keep the door open, and it and it's a bittersweet thing, right? It's like, you know, I'm not saying like, well, hey, you know, you're going to lose all this time, you know, but hey, when they're 30 or when they're late 20s, you know, they're going to they're gonna come back and they're going to you know, want to know who their dad is, or they're going to want to know who the alienated parent was. And, you know, that's, that's a bitter, that can really be a dark time as well. And, and again, 
This is exactly, or that's exactly what happened with me and my own father. I was alienated. I was given this line that he was a piece of garbage and, and didn't care about me. And, you know, I had damage and, and issues from that. And the sad part is, is that for him, for my dad to deal with it, he had to put a barrier up so the door wasn't open. So when I did come around and I was really trying to have a relationship with him, it was, he was very, well, let me back up. He was standoffish. But when I was younger, I still didn't understand. I didn't understand why he was so bitter. I do now. You know, I'm sure all you people who are dealing with this under can understand it now. So, yeah. Anyways. All right. Tim says, the suit sounds like a big pile of manure. Sorry you have to deal with it. I pray you get it cleared up soon. And it dismissed with prejudice. Hopefully, I finally filed my demure. Uh, it was accepted last week. So fortunately, I appreciate some very helpful YouTube channels that gave me information on how to deal with that. Plus, I was able to uh, do a consult with a California attorney who looked at what I had written up and said, slam dunk, <laughs> you're done. You know, you basically got this in a bag. Uh, fortunately, she basically provided all the data points to prove my point in her initial filing that basically shows it's an illegal contract. But we shall see, right? I have my hearing in late uh, January. So hopefully it will get thrown out. And then, and then, and then I did talk to using the same service, talk to another attorney, a family law attorney and said, Hey, uh, Gavron, California, lifetime alimony. What's the likelihood I can get this removed with the ex having a degree and stuff like that? And they're like, oh, really good? Because California is no longer a, you know, lifetime alimony, you know, state. So, so keep your fingers crossed on that. Hopefully I'll be completely done with these people and not have to deal with it again. John says, uh, Dwayne, I didn't have my phone on. What? You must have your phone on to get the SMS notification, sir. I turned on Google TV and you were there as a live stream. Outstanding. Well, thank you. Thanks for jumping in. I appreciate it. Uh, like I said, I'm going to have to wrap this up in probably five minutes. Jokelman says, DST, is your mother uh, narcissistic? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. And she's, I, I'll be careful what I say. So Shane says, just when you figure out the questions, they change the answers. Man, ain't that the truth? John says, when I was going through the court nonsense, Elon Musk must have recorded me telling everyone where to go while ripping up motions from the parasite attorneys to sell my house. I don't mean to laugh at that, but I can definitely uh, empathize with your with your scenario because I was oh my god man I was so angry back in the day uh, yeah, I have to check on that one later sorry 
Uh, Lori says, uh, Dwayne or DST, I, I recall a private, I, I recall a private coach, coaching session with you six years ago. And you told me a woman had 10 years of litigation with her narc. I'm now starting my seventh. Yeah. I'm start, start. Let me try that again. Now starting my seventh year of nonstop litigation with my narc. See, that's the problem. When these people are empowered by the court system, then it's, it's like, you can't, I mean, this is the reason why the current thing, thing I'm dealing with, you can't escape it, right? I mean, you can put up boundaries. You can do no contact or hybrid no contact if you have kids. But if they t start taking you to court, you have to respond. You have to deal with it. That's exactly what my mom's doing. It's, it's a, it's the last, I mean, and the crazy part is, is like, I haven't talked to anyone who isn't like, wow, what a piece of crap human. And I'm like, yeah, I was even talking to my brother about it the other day. And it's like, wow, sorry, dude. Cause yeah, it doesn't surprise me. You know, can that person just leave, <laughs> leave us alone? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. So, all righty. <laughs> uh, Cinemore says, congrats on the new fiber connection. Thank you. I appreciate that. So, Tyler says, DSC, didn't you run into your mom and dad? Actually, I ran into my dad and his uh, and my stepmom during a camping trip a few months ago. Yeah, different people. Different people, not the same person. So the people that were in that video, they're fine. <laughs> that was my dad and his wife, not my mom. I haven't seen and or talked to my mom in probably six years. And partly that was because they've been trying to, you know, entrap me into agreeing to something. And I'm just like, I'm staying away from them. All right. On that, I am going to wrap this up. Thank you so much for hanging out. Let me hit the button if I can hit the right one. Thanks so much for hanging out with me tonight and the discussion. I hope that uh, dealing with the impossible topic was helpful to you. If you know anybody who could use that, share it with them. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. Uh, I'm still working on getting my member button working again. I still have to, to do that. I don't have that up yet. But on that, have a great rest of your night, and I will catch you on the next one.